Hey, hockey moms, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Blue Line Hockey Club. And now a word from tonight's sponsor. Official sponsor of the Blue Line Hockey Club is 24 Hockey. 24 Hockey is the leading company in the apparel industry in the hockey world. 24hockey.us, 24hockey.ca. We're offering a promotion code to our listeners right now 11BLHC15 off. That'll get you 15% off your next order at 24 Hockey. That's 11BLHC15 off. So get on their site, check it out t shirts, hats, hoodies. Uh, all kinds of custom gear if you need something for men's league or your youth league uh, it's a place to go uh, we're a big promoter of 2-4 hockey and uh, we've got all their gear at blue line hockey club one more time 11 blhc 15 off use that code to get 15 percent off your next purchase at 24hockey.us and 24hockey.ca in canada one of the leading apparel companies out there check them out 2-4 hockey wear the culture Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Blue Line Hockey Club. Episode 35 tonight, we have the usual suspects in the house. Patrick, Uncle Lardy Sullivan. What's up, Patrick? Aloha. Patrick's our producer. We also have Derek D-Train. He too. What's up, Derek? So he knows. Derek's the all-around sports guru and researcher. And your host tonight, Mark the Dr. Morley. Oh, doctor. And very special guest with us tonight, Kyle Flanny Flanagan. What's up, Kyle? Hey, fellas. Happy to join you. Just hanging in my recliner. Nice. Thanks for coming on, Kyle. Yeah. Excited. Nice. Kyle is actually a golden bear (laughs) where the rest of us went to high school and, um, you know, one of the great hockey athletes to come out of our high school. So I was glad to bring it back to to the Canton Bears. And Kyle actually was – Fortunate enough to play at SLU, which is also in in Canton. So, what's up with uh, your life these days, Kyle? Are you back in Canton now? I am back in Canton. Yeah, I've always come back during the summers and, and trained uh, before I finished playing. And I ended up buying a house last summer. I've lived in it for about two months before <laughs> taking off for the season. Uh, <laughs> so it's fine. It's nice to actually be in it for a little bit. Nice. nice. Um, and then. Yeah, currently I'm, uh, I'm scouting with Ottawa, and I uh, didn't have, wasn't sure what I was gonna do when I stopped playing. I did that for a little bit towards the end of the year there to feel it out, and uh, fortunately enough, they were able to get a give me a position. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So Kyle, what was it that um, eventually drove you to hang the skates up? Well, I had a, uh, I kind of have a some concussions in the past, and then. Uh, this past one I had, it was the second game of the year. And uh, the previous ones, uh, if anyone's had one or you talk to guys that have had them, 
you get through, you know, you feel fine. You're there for two or three days and then you feel better. And, uh, and then you, the hard part is getting your heart rate back up, right? Getting through workouts and, and not having the symptoms and just taking your time with it. And, uh, this one was, uh, I just, I couldn't get through it. And, uh, it was, it was more than just a heart rate. It was just starting to affect my just day to day routine, my daily life, like backing out of the driveway. Uh, I was getting dizzy and, uh, a lot of vestibular issues with with my eyes and tracking and like watching games in the rink I would have to leave and so that was kind of the point where it just wasn't working anymore when it was one thing to you know work work on coming back because it was you know you feel foggy it's like oh you know you get uh get tired or get headaches after a workout to go it's too soon you take some time and eventually you get through it and it wasn't uh you didn't have issue talking with uh you know, a group of people and having to focus. And so when it came to that, it just, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of life left and uh, <laughs> it, everything comes into the big picture. So that would might've been more in depth than you're asking, but it was uh, no, that's, sentimental there. No, that's <laughs> what we were asking. So, do you have, um, yeah, do you have any like post-concussion syndrome, like problems? Like I know uh, one of our friends, Tom Ryan, who's a lacrosse guy, got in a bunch of fights and, he ended up having to stop pretty much doing everything because he had post-concussion syndrome. So he wasn't really supposed to do any men's league or, or anything like that, any kind of physical play at all. Um, is that something you think you're going to have to do or is this something you're working out and, you know, you'll be all right? I am uh, slowly getting back into it. Uh, the workouts, I obviously can't push what I used to, um, but I still do some some stuff here and there and, and uh, just a standard routine. But the i am i'm not getting on the ice in a, a men's league no way uh, <laughs> it's, not, it's not that i don't uh think someone would you know try to hit me or anything it was just the fact that you know it's it's someone that bumps into you when you're not expecting it yeah and uh, the last concussion i i, I got it wasn't a big hit it was just um got hit the right way and i wasn't expecting it my head hit the glass and uh it was like blocked out and all of a sudden I'm like, holy shit uh <laughs> it was uh seeing stars it was uh yeah yeah when you you know and then you get wrecked and you don't feel like you feel fine but, where was so, that in sweden no, where or where were you no no uh, i got one in sweden too yeah that one i got i got crushed there i heard uh, there was a lawn sale on that one <laughs> <laughs> it was a big one yeah i thought uh you probably saw it and oh man it was there was a, I got a lot of texts about that one. Was it open <laughs> ice? I didn't, I didn't actually see it. Was it an open yeah. ice hit? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ice. <laughs> it was the only hit. It was the only hit I've actually been, like, uh, unconscious for. And oh, I, I don't mean to I laugh. I remember seeing the guy. No, no, it was, I mean, looking at it, it's funny now. I can laugh about it. But uh, I remember seeing the guy. I thought we were both going to the loose buck. He was, last second, I realized he was going for me. And, uh like you don't get hit that much over there. So anyway, you do not, you, way, but. Now, do you feel like it builds up though? I mean, you know, you, after you get a couple, you think it just, you become much more susceptible to them or what? I, this is, you're talking to somebody. I don't, I think I maybe had, you know, maybe one or two in my life. I don't know about these guys, but um, I, I don't know if it's just something you can speak on as far as you think it, it kind of something that builds up in the, in your system in a way, I guess. I don't think uh, anytime you have, you know, when they start to pile up, but guys get the the real bad uh, symptoms, the ones that last a long time, the lingering mm-hmm. symptoms. 
where you know you get three in a year. Sure. And a lot of times that's because you don't let it heal. There's so much pressure to get back and play and on yourself and from everyone else, you know, coaching staff and whatever. And regardless, regardless if it's uh, the right way to do it, it's just it's hard not to want to get back. And uh, I think in that circumstance, yeah, it's terrible for it. You know, it's, that's what you get become more susceptible. And I'm probably more susceptible now than you know seven or eight years ago when I only had a cut, you know, three or four, three. Yeah. Yep. But uh, this is the first time like that I've ever had these kind of symptoms. Um, and it was, it was the first time I really got, I took a hit that way, like off the side of the head. And um, it just, you know, and I was backing out of the driveway for a few months, you know, getting dizzy every time, having to check your shoulder and the, and then use the, uh, the rear view mirrors and stuff. It's just, that just wasn't worth it anymore. No doubt. Well, hey, we'll, we'll shift topics away from the concussion stuff. But you, um, I can, Kyle, I can remember literally, like vividly, for some reason, being at a uh, Canton Golden Bear High School. We used to do like a hockey school, and I was on the high school team, and you were a little kid with Kyle taped to your forehead um, on some <laughs> on some hockey tape, and I remember looking at you pushing a milk crate, and you were just flying around the ice. So. I say all that to kind of, why don't you give us like a history of, you know, where you played and how you kind of got to where you're at right now. I know it's kind of a long-winded and open-ended question, but kind of give us a little synopsis how you got to where you're at. Yeah, the listeners. Sure. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess I started uh, probably not long after I was pushing that cart, before I was pushing that cart around, uh, <laughs> out on the out on the path, and uh, probably wearing mittens and Full coat, absolutely jeans on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, let's see, played minor hockey all the way up through. Did a couple of summer leagues, but nothing, uh, nothing major. Always played lacrosse in the spring, and and then uh, let's see. After Can, I went to. I did one year in the the now CCHL was the CJ. Played in Cornwall yeah. for a year, and went out to the USHL for two years before uh, going to college. It was probably the best thing for me to come in as a 20 year old, uh, being five, nine, one fifty, and, uh, played at St. Lawrence for, for four years and, uh, had a fun career there and, uh, was fortunate to play with my brother and a lot of good people and play for Joe Marsh and Carvey. And, and then, uh, I was able to sign a NHL contract with Philly and never did make it to the, up to for an NHL game. Uh, that one year I was on a two-way. That was the only year, only year I was had a two-way, and then went to Sweden uh, for one year, which we talked briefly about. My probably most lawn sale famous. Yeah, yeah, the lawn. <laughs> yeah, the uh, and then I uh, came back and, and spent. Uh, I I started in the coast, and then uh, signed a deal with uh, Binghamton, um, uh, and played there for three years, and then just finished up. The team moved to Belleville. And uh, so I played up there. I played 15 games last year with my injury. And then at the end of the, when I start, when I stopped playing in February, when I officially shut it down, I uh, had good, um, good relationships with some of the guys and uh, the G assistant general manager. And he asked me if I'd consider uh, doing some scouting and if I, if I would like it just to get a feel for it. And so I contacted uh, the head scout and, he put me on a few trips, college games, and then started doing the O and the Q, and, um, and now here I am, uh, 
doing it full time. Nice. Yeah. So how's that going? Uh, do you have a certain responsibility that you're scouting or specific positions that you're looking for, or, um, certain leagues that you're responsible for? Yes. My, my main territory is Ontario. So the tier two leagues would be the OJHL and, and the CCHL. And, uh, which is, you get through those pretty quickly to zero in on certain guys. And, um, and some guys that, you know, are going to college, you kind of, unless they have a lot of upside, you tab them as a future free agent and you follow them up when they go to school. But the main one is, is the OHL. And, and that's been a lot of fun to, to watch because you're, you know, you're sitting there watching a guy that got drafted in the first round last year. You're comparing him to a kid that is going to get drafted in the first round this year or, you know, so it's, it's been a fun learning curve for me. And, uh, and then I also do a little bit of queue because of like, can't, you know, where work in New York is, it's pretty easy to get to the Gatineau or, um, anywhere in Quebec. And then, uh, like this weekend, I'll see a college game. I'll go over to watch Clarkson. So, um, I think that's a big reason why I was able to get the job is because of my location, I can kind of, uh, easily be a utility guy and uh, see a lot of games. Yeah, with the St. Lawrence and Clarkson right here in your backyard, I can see a lot of teams come through on their home games for sure. Right. So, Kyle, yeah. what's like, uh, um, what's a typical day? You get like, so you work from home. Um, we all know you scout hockey players. Like, that's what a scout is. But like, what's a typical week for you? Like, do you get an email saying to go here or there? Or is that all up to you? Once in a while, I'll get an email uh, regarding a player that um, actually a couple of weeks ago, we got an email from our head scout telling us to go see this kid uh, who plays at um, Sergi's Men Canada. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so uh, in my backyard. <laughs> and uh, not, a, not a draft kid. Uh, yeah, he'd be a free agent there. But, uh, <laughs> so, but uh, other than that, it's mainly it's just – you know, it's my job to see all the teams and go, get through all the players and see them multiple times. And uh, there's really no no one telling me, hey, go here, go here, um, other than certain games like the Mon Thursday and Monday of uh, this past week uh, was the OHL, played the Russian team that came over. Okay. And so I saw that game in Saturday and Thursday and then on Monday. Um, and then in between – you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it was just up to me to see whatever games I, and teams I needed to see. So the the freedom of it is, is fun. And uh, circling back and just making sure you hit the teams and you see the guys that if you haven't, you know, taken notes is, uh, is uh, you got to stay. I, gotta, I can, I notice myself starting to drift off, right? You just start watching the game just because <laughs> you're enjoying watching the game. Like, oh, shit, I got to leave. And, uh, I ask a ton of questions just because it's you, you realize I've realized so far, like you, you think, you know, a lot about the game playing and then all of a sudden all these, uh, it's a new way of watching the game and a new way of looking. And, uh, you realize, you realize quickly, it's humbling that how many guys have been doing it for 20 years, how much they know and what they see is, is fun. it's fun to talk to them about players. Um, and it's no different than playing, right? You watch the older guys and how they, how they go about their routine. So 
Um, not sure if I even answered your question, but I tried. No. <laughs> <laughs> so do you uh, do you scout all positions, goalies, defense, forwards, or do you focus on forwards? Yeah, yeah I, all, all of them. Every position, anyone I really like. And goalies is tough. And the way I, you know, I, I talked to a, a former goalie at St. Lawrence, just like, he's actually a goalie coach at Kitchener. And uh, they have a kid that's pretty good. And so I talked to him about him and just what, I look at, and then I asked him, you know, what should I be looking at other than that? And, uh, so he gives me some tips and basically, you know, from shooting on guys that like Ben Vasilevsky was down in Syracuse, you know, shooting on him was night and day than shooting on the other guys in the league. Oh, I bet. And, uh, you know, and when we go to training camps and you're shooting on like Anderson, it's, uh, just the, the way that how they manage it and how like effortless it is. They don't waste any energy. Um, so that's that's a big part of what I look for in goalies. But I think if we look at we like a goalie, it's going to come to our video coach anyway, right? Or the Senators guy that's going to watch video and go see him if so, we're going to draft someone. So do you have to go to Ottawa quite a bit once a month, once a week? No, I haven't. I haven't been up there at all, other than to see the uh, OHL team. But I thought you were going to say uh, Britney will... Spears concert. <laughs> yeah. no. Was there a concert up there? I don't know. New kids on the block. Oh, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think there actually was a oh, camper was up there. Can't remember what it was. I went to a country one concert. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we'll meet in Florida for our um, midterm meetings and uh, and go over like players. I think I've never been to one, but uh, I assume that's what we do. What How many fuck? scouts are I, there? I, I gotta get one fucking jobs, man. This sounds like you're <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, it's kind of like I do what kind of I want to well, do. And... I was telling them I'm in <laughs> Western North Carolina. There's like one rank, so let me know. Get me on the payroll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's a the traveling. It's a bit of traveling. We gotta use our own cars to switch is the, uh, the, the tough part. But, uh, they compensate. Yeah, there's a little bit of compensation, but. It's, uh, <laughs> Not as much as the mileage I'm putting on going all the way out to. I was out in Flint on uh, Friday. You didn't drink the water, did you? No, and you know what? Someone, <laughs> one of the guys told me that to do that. I had no idea. You forgot about how it. Know about it. <laughs> no, everyone, everyone I've said Flint to has told me about the water, and I, just, <laughs> I didn't have any idea about it. Yeah, yeah, you must have missed the news those last like I don't know six months. They talked about it. <laughs> that lot, <laughs> yeah. on sale. Yeah. <laughs> I concussions I yep. yeah but kyle your family is uh very invested in the sport of hockey and uh it seems like pretty much most of the people we've talked about on the show with the last name flanagan have done pretty well um in the coaching field so is that something that you see yourself doing in the future after the scout fizzles out or <laughs> you think you're going to do it for a long time or you think this you think you're going to get into coaching like your your brother and your uncle and who else is coaching? You only have another uncle and uh, yep. coaches too. Two uncles yep. and your brother. Yeah. yeah. Uh, PJ's at Syracuse, and then my uncle Mark on my mom's side is at uh, is at Hobart. Yeah, and your brother's at Cornell. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's calling me all the time. <laughs> Come look at my guys. I thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, they have a, they have a kid coming in who's going to be a stud, but uh, nice. he'll get drafted for sure. And uh, I always expected to really want to get into coaching. And then I just told people that I would coach after uh, hockey and 
I think the way it ended for me, I really didn't want to be that involved, like at the rink every day. And I kind of wanted some space, but I knew I'd, I knew I'd regret not staying in the game, right? Mm-hmm. So this was kind of the best scenario right now. And I kind of felt like it was with Ottawa asking me to, to go do this. And so it kind of worked out this way. And I think right now it's, it's all about just being a sponge and learning. The more I watch, the more I see, and the more guys you talk to and meet, uh, you learn from and kind of form your own, own way of what you like. Yeah. As in a player. It's perfect for your resume to start off. Uh, Sorry to butt in. Um, I think eventually you're going to work yourself right up there, Kyle. So uh, I just wanted to say, uh, just keep doing what you're doing. Your whole family's into it and they all have success. So great, great family. Don't fuck it up. (laughs) Hey, have you been out to Alaska yet with uh, Mark Phelan? Yeah, I drove out there with him. Oh yeah. That was, I didn't know if it was you or your brother. How was that trip? It was amazing. I'd do it again in a heartbeat. We, we were at the Who at a Tuesday Blues, and he's sitting there, and he's like, you want to go to uh, – someone was asking him, how's he getting out? He's like, I'm going to drive. And they looked at me. He's like, you're not doing anything, are you? I said, no, I had nothing to do. You want to drive to Alaska? I was like, yeah, that'd be, that'd be fun. And then, like, three days later, we left. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was fun. It was uh, – Tell us well about that. What did you do out there? Did you go fishing? We did, yeah. We took a – we. We did a guided trip down the, the Kenai River, and uh, we caught some some decent trout. We saw like moose or like deer out yeah. there. Like the deer you see around here, like crossing the road, or like that's their moose. That's oh, their, wow, or that's their white-tailed deer. Yeah, we saw a ton of them. Um, saw a ton of wildlife, obviously, and we had some fun along the way, and uh, obviously <laughs> with Mark, so we had fun. How long did that uh, take you? A lot of, oh man, I think it was about seventy-five hours. Total driving oh time. God, wowzers! It was, I think it was like four thousand miles. Damn. Hopefully, Mark didn't have gas any of that time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the the Tim Horton stops with the with the breakfast sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> and breakfast sandwiches and coffee just uh, really off the sausage. Bad combo, bad combo. The mornings are rough. The the windows <laughs> are open in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, it was. It was fun. It was worth it. Well worth it. I'd do it again. Yeah, I think we had Mark on the show right after he was like getting yeah. into Alaska, I think. I listened to it. Yeah, he played it for me. When we were <laughs> listened to that and, and Sean. Nice. My brother didn't tell me he was on. My brother didn't tell me he was on. And uh, <laughs> so then I, we listened to that one too. Nice. Now, are you going to be yeah. special counsel for uh, Lovato now? He's head coach of the Canton Bears. He's got Ligio. I think they're going to do well. I'm kind of excited to hear how well they do. Those boys will be into it. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Ligio gets a bear tattoo on his neck. And it says, see. Yeah, he might. Like the bear paw. Yeah. Nice. He's got the surgeries on one side and then the bear. Yeah, exactly. He loves it. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to go up and. And help out like in a practice or something when I'm home. Okay. Uh, I'm they're excited about it. You can tell talking to them. Yeah, for sure. Ligio would. Oh, you part of the yeah. fucking run into you and you'd fall on the ice or something. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, I wear a helmet when I go out. <laughs> so is um, 
Are you part of that camp that they have at SUNY Canton every summer? With Megan and uh, yeah. Noco? Mark yeah. You want to yep. give a quick plug yeah. to that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's uh, so Wade and uh, Wade, it's obviously Wade's, Wade's gig. He, he kind of came up with it and had always talked about doing it and then really put it together. And, and Mark and I, we obviously get together and play in the practices and everything, but uh, Wade runs it. And I'm actually watching him right now. He might have just gotten a goal against Arizona. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Not a, not a good one, but an ugly one. He'll take it. Yeah. And, uh, we'll show no, him the Wade. camp. So, so that's, uh, we really feel that it's one thing that we never were introduced to until college level. And it's something that we really feel that can benefit, benefit the kids because it's, it's all about just being creative. And a lot of that's gone now because you get in drills and you're just told to make a couple passes, skate down and shoot the puck on the net. And um, we're trying to get kids to work on the skills that when you get in tight areas, to make those little plays and and work on your skating and have some fun with it and not just think of it as work like when you get there it's it's you don't want to be a robot so it's one of the things that Wade preaches is just to you got to have the right mindset too and uh it's only gotten bigger every year right yeah yeah not obviously we don't want to get you can't have it too big because there's only so many there's only three or four of us out there and so they get 50 kids on the ice doesn't do the kids any good because you, you don't have the ratio because you're not going to see you know five kids you might not even see if they're doing something right so you try to keep it small and, and try to give the kids more time yeah nice man that's awesome yeah wade i think yeah. is up uh i think what is this it's six game with the wings Has it yeah. Been six? yeah yeah he's actually yeah i don't know how many but he's up there now and, and they've had injuries and he's hopefully he's he can stay with it because he's he's such a reliable reliable player to, that uh, it's an easy call up for teams and when he goes down he's a he's a great veteran for the younger kids he's a great example and goes out every night to compete yeah I think he he's needs- coming Thursday to Ottawa oh really he it's needs close. to be in the show yeah he deserves yeah, he seems like yeah. he belongs up there now he really does I don't know he can plug yeah yeah I watched oh, him a couple. Got- couple times since he's been up he's been playing really well and he's been playing more like a veteran than a young you know young rookie in the league and um i actually was talking to john shaver about it a little bit who's good friends with jimmy howard out there and uh howard has been giving him a lot of praises and said said that he thinks he's playing really well and the team thinks he's playing well so hopefully uh he'll stay awesome. up for a while yeah hopefully yeah it's like kyle flanning he's yeah. got some nasty nasty hands <laughs> yeah he, you know what? He has freaking. He has pretty good hands. Yeah, he, he does. Rolls. Oh yeah, he's got an active going. Yep. Nice man. Hey Kyle, we really appreciate you coming on the Blue Line Hockey Club tonight and uh, filling us in about what's going on in your life and your hockey career and where you're going with your scouting, um, new scouting job with the Sens, and that's pretty cool, man. We'll get you Wish on again, Kyle. What's that? We'll get you on again. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, yeah. Get me on uh, down the road when I'm about to draft somebody. I <laughs> I panic. I don't know who I'm going to take. Well, right. I'm going to take. We'll break the news right before the draft. Yeah. Right before the draft, right. We'll, right. we'll break it here on yeah. Blue Line Hockey Club. Yep. All right, guys. Appreciate right, it. Man. Take care. Have All a good right. one, Kyle. Take care, Kyle. Kyle Flanny Flanagan from Canton, New York, scouting for the Sens. That's uh, that's pretty cool. Another North Country boy doing big things in the NHL.
and uh, obviously his family is in uh, the coaching world and in college sports right now. And um, what a great family, good hockey family. And um, if he does as well as his uncles and his brother, he'll be he'll be uh, probably a main scout someday. Sounds pretty rough job. <laughs> I was listening to that and I'm like, Jesus, I bust my fucking ass all the time. And he's out here driving around wherever the fuck he wants to watch hockey. Poor bastard. <laughs> That's awesome. For him. He, he deserves it, man. Yeah, he's he a good kid. Good kid from a great, great family. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to hear he's he's back up here to North Country and doing something he loves. So that's great to hear. Yeah, it's cool. He bought a house in Canton. It's good to have him around uh, Canton again. Absolutely. Now we're good for the community. Giving back with the camp. Yeah, that camp they do is great for the young kids. And I know we tried to get Robbie Peters there this year, but looks like he bailed on us. But it, was, it was eventually. the weight limit pushed him over. Yeah. yeah. So I knew there wasn't an age limit, but the weight limit definitely the, got him. Yeah. Caught him. <laughs> so we, we got, uh, is Minnesota winning? I haven't seen the, uh, three, uh, one Detroit's winning big six, six Oh against Arizona right now. Just banking them. There's a deep little fight in that wild game too, Patrick. Was there oh, yeah. a fight tonight? Before the, before the puck even got dropped, the, uh, the guy in the Capitals threw his, he had his gloves off. Already, he dropped right to the ice, just waiting for the guy, uh, waiting for the winger of the Wild to fire oh, it up with him. You know who it was? It was uh, Wilson, Tom Wilson, and yeah. Polino. Talk about Sorry. it, Mark. You saw that, right? You were talking to me earlier. What happened? Yeah, so, like, I think it was the first period. Tom Wilson um, got a puck coming, coming across, tipped it in, went in the net. He was real close to the crease, and Sutter was pretty close to him, and it looked like he almost pushed him into the goalie, but they – he, he hit the goalie for sure, and he, he was a little banged up. And uh, they gave him a fucking interference call on the goalie. Plus, he got the goal. So he got a goal. He had to go to the box. I don't know if I've ever seen that. And uh, so I don't know. You know, Felino's a tough guy on the fourth line for the Wild. And so maybe there was some talk there about hitting tubes, you know. Yeah. So, so Wilson's first game back, there's out the fucking goalie. Gets a goal and gets in a fight, so and there he's right back into it. That's <laughs> might, a get a might get a suspension by the end of the game. <laughs> <laughs> See, the stat, over, the, over the last five years, though, playing the Capitals, the, the Capitals are 7-1 against the Wild over the last five years. Mm. Tonight, if uh, the Wild lose, it's their first home loss this year, so that kind of sucks. Really? Yeah. Uh, that sucks. Yeah. And they just came off that 17-day road trip, went 5-2 and two on the road. You know, so that's obviously been a good stretch for them. Uh, Tom Wilson, I know you guys talked about it earlier, just got his suspension dialed back a little bit, and they gave him like 378000 of his salary back. And so that was some big news. He's his first game back. Like I said, he's had a big impact already on that first line. Yeah, I think uh... – we rewind a couple episodes. I think I mentioned when it was in arbitration or whatever, I thought it would get cut down. Um, I don't know. It, like I, like we talked about this previously, but I, to me, it, it was a vicious hit, but didn't warrant. I don't think the penalty, I know Pat, you had mentioned he has previous stuff going on. So that was, that played into it, but I was happy to see, uh, happy to see it get reduced a little bit and uh, get a little money back in his pocket too. So. Yeah. Like you said, we did talk about that earlier and, I think Derek, most of us on the podcast agree that it wasn't, to us, it didn't look like 
that big of a deal. But, um, I mean, he, he did go for the head, but uh, what we're used to and what the new rules are now, I guess it was a suspension, but I'm glad it got reduced to. Yeah, he's a big part of that team. I know two years ago he only had seven goals, but I think last year he had 14 goals and like 21 assists, and um, they really struggled to fill that void on their first line when he since he's been out. So, you know, it's a big for the Caps to get him back in the lineup tonight. No doubt. They're no also doubt. talking about him possibly one of the next captains of the whenever Ovi bows out. Well, I think Ovi's got a little while before that happens. Yeah, gray hair and all. So they um, also did the uh, Hall of Fame inductions. Um, they, I guess they had some of those clips on the uh, on the NHL Network. I think they showed the whole thing on the NHL Network, didn't they, Mark? And um, yeah, I actually watched the whole thing. I mean, it was kind of oh, long winded, but you fell asleep during Batman. <laughs> Batman, man, he was the, the first the one to get introduced and. He, uh, Wayne Gretzky brought out the uh, plaque and introduced him and stuff. And he spoke forever. And you know, I didn't realize he was the first commissioner for the NHL. You know, he's been the commissioner of the last 25 years. And he gave a little speech about how, you know, 1993 for February 1st, 1993 was his first day on the job. Yeah. So this February would be 25 years. And he talked about his first interview. And, you know, he's, uh, you know, he has, changed the NHL. I think when he became the commissioner, you know, inflation and everything like that, but there was like $400 million revenue, revenue profits or something like that. Now it's like 3.5 billion, 4.5, something, you know, just crazy numbers from when he came into the league till now. And, uh, you know, he introduced, I think there was only 22 teams in the league and now there's 31, 24, uh, 2014. There you go. So, and the stadium series, now the winter classic. So he's done a lot of good things to help promote. And uh, another one of the things they talked about how is how he brought the game international and you see the NHL teams going to China and, uh, you know, other countries and playing a couple of games overseas. So that's been another big part of what he's done. Hockeyville uh, USA. Hockeyville. Yeah. Like a lot of stuff. Plus, Seattle possibly coming in. So so the reason most people boo him, right, is for that lockout in 2004, which I'm not too keen on because I was in college and I was drunk and stoned 95%. So I'm not 100% sure why they boo him. And, you know, to me, I just what you said, Mark, what he has done, I mean – you know, revenue with inflations from 400 million to 4.5 billion, 24 teams to 31 teams. Um, I mean, it's, it's over money. I know, I know, I know when that lockout happened, a lot of the players wanted more money and Batman sided with the, the team owners. Um, that's the main reason, but, uh, growing the sport he's done you, you couldn't ask for anything better right i mean outdoor games hockeyville usa what else can he do yeah and i think he's been a big part of what's going on with uh, usa hockey if you notice that nhl the nhl has given a lot of money to uh usa hockey to develop young kids that's another part of it so i mean it's all good things but he he did talk about how he gets booed at every 
event he goes to. <laughs> I saw <laughs> no what it is. He gets a boot. Well, hurting his feelings, obviously, then. Now, he's done a good job. I mean, it's it's his job to side with the owners anyway. So, I mean, he's done a good job to grow the league. I mean, what else I mean, what else can you really ask for in a commissioner, I guess? So Yeah. And he doesn't plan on retiring anytime soon, he said. So why would you see in his face? Gravy train. I think they're gonna have to push him out eventually. I mean, yeah, well, we he's done a great job, but fuck enough's enough, right? Let's get some new blood in there. Just just someone different at the draft that we don't have to look at him. He looks like Count Dracula or something, his face. <laughs> and then I'm not I'm just saying that, you know, I'm not being an ass oh I am, but I'm not being rude. It's just did you guys feel the same way? Just someone new in there, new face, yeah, right? Absolutely. Getting old. I mean, look at that fucking commissioner of the NFL. How long has he been there? Too long. He's just signed a new contract. Like how much is he making a year? Oh, oh God. No, it's Fuck. ridiculous. So it's absolutely ridiculous. And like, there's no, he has so much power. I mean, it like he has basically uncontrolled power, you know, over the, over that league. It's just, it's crazy. He's like, just like a dictator over it. So I saw the news like at the beginning of the football season or two years ago or something, the new jetliner he bought. It was like a fucking 15 jetliner. Commissioner of the so- he tried to negotiate in his contract that oh, yeah. he, would have, he would have use of a private jet for the rest of his life. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Like, really? <laughs> so if you get, like, you know, two more years or something, and then you can use a jet for the rest of your life, then get out of here. It's crazy. <laughs> At least you guys want to hear, you, you hear Roger Goodell's annual salary? Yes. $49.5 million. Are you? I mean, what the fuck? Unreal. Players. So... <laughs> So yeah, uh, more than the players that are out there fucking getting concussions. Yeah, we didn't touch on that. We'll uh, touch on that in a little bit once we get through the uh, Hall of Fame stuff. But um, the next person up on the Hall of Fame inductees, um, I believe, was uh, Willie O'Ree, who was the first black player. He's been a big part of the NHL the last couple of years. We've seen him on TV. So he got inducted. He's been a big part of building Jack hockey. Hockey. He got Martin St. Louis. Martin, yeah, Martin St. Louis. He got inducted. Um, that was pretty cool because they brought in um, like most of the Tampa Bay team that played with them. They were all up on stage, and some of those players um, that were with the Rangers are, are now with uh, Tampa. With Tampa Bay, obviously. So that was that was a good showing for them. Um, he was very emotional about his mother and when she passed when he was playing, and he talked all about that and pretty cool uh, to see him actually because you know i literally watched yeah i literally watched him play at appleton you know yeah. uh, when he at uvm so it's, it's pretty cool i mean all of us i think have got to see him play kind of through the college level all the way through the pro so it's kind of I neat mean, to see something like that i mean he beat all the odds like he wasn't supposed to play undrafted undrafted played in the nhl won the stanley cup and then the hockey hall of fame i mean he did it all and no one said that Everyone said that he's not going to do anything. Yeah, Unreal. and he was really small, you know, quick, good hands, and he was kind of like, you know, one of these players that we see today, you know, that are yeah. a big part of the game where you didn't have these – back when he was playing, it was all about big, strong guys, and, you know, they had the clutching and grabbing and all that. So uh, Derek mentioned Martin Brodeur. Um, 
possibly the best goalie ever to play. Some people say Patrick Wall. Some people say Martin Broder. Um, our buddy Grant Fear was there, and he um, he presented him him with a plaque when he came out. So that was kind of cool. And they also had that Hall of Fame game that Grant Fear talked about when we were on the show with him. And oh, yeah, it was yeah, yeah. Team Fear against uh, shit. I don't know. I don't know if it was whoever the other guy was, but so he had his game. He played forward, and you know he told us a little bit about that. Oh, and, great. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Grant Fury, yeah. So um, Broder was very emotional in his speech. I mean, he was just like, it seemed like he was uh, just like so elated to be inducted, even though he's such a great player. And uh, so that was pretty cool. The other two people that got inducted, there was this uh, girl, Jaina Hefford, and she's like, you know, the all-star Canadian women's athlete. She's won three gold medals in the Olympics and I think she's won like a total of world championships and everything, like 12 different medals. So wow. she she was inducted. And the last guy that was inducted was a guy from the 70s from, from Russia. Trump's buddy. Yeah, Trump's uh, buddy. I don't really know. He was talking in Russian and they were, you know, translating it. I couldn't fucking tell what was going on. but It was all, it was all in code. It was all being sent to Trump. Some kind of Morse code. Who was he, though? He was a big Russian player, right? Yeah, big Russian winger. Um, you know, I guess he was instrumental in, uh, you know, the Russian tra- tra- that Russian team that came up through the '80s and stuff like that. So the one Trump. Trusnestikov. <laughs> I don't know how to say his name. So it was pretty good. It was a long, definitely a long ceremony, but uh, definitely pretty cool to see some of those guys up there and getting emotional about it. Uh, definitely a big deal. Broder was a big blad ass, so. Oh yeah, blatting about his brother and his mother. <laughs> I see uh, Jacob Chickren of uh, Arizona got his contract uh, extended. Um, it's a funny story about Jacob Chickren because I remember him playing um, for Team Canada um, in the world in the you know worlds in Montreal when the U.S. won in Montreal. And um, he's actually from the United States. He's from Boca Raton, Florida. Um, tried to get into the USHL early, and um, they rejected him. So he moved to Canada um, to play. So he has dual citizenship, and he's been playing for Canada um, all through Worlds, all the way up. But, uh, yeah, Arizona locked him in. He was going to become a unrestricted. No, a restricted free agent in July, and uh, they locked him up for like six more years. I think it's like four point two seven million a year. He's going to be a great player. He hasn't even scratched the surface yet. Watched him all the way since the World Juniors. I've been watching him pretty well, and uh, great player. But I just thought it was kind of interesting that uh, he's from Florida and he played for Team Canada growing up. You know, in most of the World Juniors. What do you think about the Rangers? Yeah, Rangers doing well. Getting some Ws, that's for sure. Yeah, I think, what are they, 6 and one over the last seven or something like that, maybe? Is that what it is? I didn't realize there's that many. I, I think it is, and um, I know that uh, they have a defenseman, uh, Neil Pionk. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that last name right. I think it is Pionk. Like that. Yeah, so he's um, he just he, he's tallied 20 or more assists within his first 44 career NHL games, and that puts them in some rare company with uh, – 
Well, you might recognize the name Brian Leach, you know, <laughs> uh, but yeah, he, so it's, he's in some rare company now with Brian Leach, Ron Greshner, and uh, a, a, a guy from our days growing up, Marley, Sir, uh, go back to the Russians, Sergey Zuboff. So Zuboff. Yeah. So it's uh, the Rangers have kind of been hot man. they're playing, playing, playing really good under Quinter. If we can call him Quinter, that's up to Pat, uh, but uh, they're doing pretty well. Yeah, and I think that that's probably a big relief for him. You know, first-year coach, uh, rebuilding team, you know, coming out beginning of the season, losing a lot of games. You're like, Jesus Christ, am I going to be in a hot seat after I just left a good job, you know, at BU? But, uh, you know, he's turned things around, and they're they're playing well. And you mentioned Pionk last, last week. I think I mentioned he had a sick goal, man. He came from behind his own net, coast-to-coast, uh, and, and deke the goalie for a goal. I mean, it was it was pretty sick. It was all over the highlights, and he's definitely stepped up to be a stud defenseman for them. So they needed it. Yeah, the Rangers Rangers have climbed their way all the way up to number three in the Metro. So it's uh, kind of crazy, man. I don't think many people expected that at the beginning of the season. And uh, I think one team that's kind of kind of been a little bit of a disappointment, I guess, would be the Devils. Yeah. Uh, you know, down bottom feeding at the bottom of that uh, division and uh, two eight and one since they started off the year on a four game win streak. But uh, they just looks like they pulled off a victory tonight. Um, but they'd definitely be a disappointment, I guess, of that. Uh, they beat the I think they beat the Penguins tonight, actually. So um, but they've been a disappointment so far. Yeah, I can't believe the Rangers either. I mean, can you from what they started out into where they are now? I mean. Crazy. I mean, Quinter must be just excited, you know, because, you know, everyone thought that he was just going to have an awful season. And, you know, for them to be, you know, nine and seven right now, 20 points, two behind Columbus in the Metropolitan Division. And we're talking, you know, Pittsburgh, we're talking the Devils, we're talking the Capitals, we're talking, you know, Columbus. So doing really well. Absolutely. It's great. Pleasant surprise. They got a lot of young guys, a lot of young talent, you know, just uh, it's kind of the way the league's going, right, man? There's some uh, a lot of young guys getting to contribute, and uh, Quinter's getting the most out of them. Yeah. I think another team that's that's turned it around and has become surprising is the Minnesota Wild. And uh, I know Pat and I have been watching a lot of that. And, you know, that road that road game they were on was – or the road street, whatever the hell you want to call it, 17-game road game. Um, you know, they've really proved to be a force in the NHL, you know, third overall in points right now. Yeah. And I think a big thing for them, I know we talked about it, Pat, is that their line combinations have kind of got figured out. I know they're struggling tonight, but, you know, we have, uh, you know, Koivu, uh, Parisi, and Niederreiter on the first line, Stahl, Zucker, and um, Granlin on the second, Greenway, Erickson Eck, and uh, Coyle doing the third line and the fourth line has been doing well too with Brown, Felino, and fair. So, I mean, those line combinations seem to be what they've been going with lately. Beginning of the season, they were switching them up every game. I think the last three or four games, they've been sticking with those combos. Um, and they've been getting a lot of production out of, out of all their lines. And, you know, they've been going four lines steady and they have confidence in those four lines. So I think that's helping them going into these games, being confident in who they got and their defense has been productive. Yeah. And obviously, Dubes has been nasty in that. Dubes. No, you're right on. They and they finally got their lines figured out. I actually think they, they had those lines at the beginning of the year, but it nobody was in shape. No one had their 
you know, their instincts on or reflexes on, but, um, no, they're doing really well. They're all lines are firing on all cylinders. The thing that's going to be with the Minnesota wild is, are they going to be able to produce as the season goes on? They're, they're one of the oldest teams in the league. The average age is 28 years old, uh, which doesn't seem old, but in the NHL it is. So they're they're on fire right now, 16, 17 games into the season. But can they do that? You know, 50, 60 games into this into the season, and you know, everyone may, stays healthy. And just to end with that, they have two solid goalies, Dubes and Stalock, both Dubes. both unreal players. And it, it doesn't matter, you know, if Dubes is going in or Stalock. Um, I have confidence in both of them in the net. Yeah, and just to talk about that second line a little bit, um, Dahl, Zucker, and Granlin has been excellent for them. Granlin is on a 13, 13 of the last 14 games he's had a point. He's had uh, 10 goals and eight assists in the last in the last 14 games. So he's been tremendous for them, and he's been playing great with Zucker. They've been on the same page most of the time, and it seems like if – one of them setting up the other, burying it. Yeah. His brother's a leading scorer, too, for – is it Edmonton? Grand Vancouver, Lund- right? Vancouver, yeah. Vancouver. Not leading scorer, but he's up there. He's a good player, Yeah, and just too. to touch on that with Vancouver is uh, Elias Pettersson, uh, 10 goals in his first 10 games, and Wayne Gretzky came out and had some good things to say about him and said that he sees a lot of him and uh, in uh, Pedersen's play. So, I mean, Gretzky's comparing himself to somebody. That's pretty cool. Kid's only 19 years old. Yeah. Yeah, and he's on fire too. I mean, just when you watch him play, every time he's on the ice, he he just he sees the ice differently than everyone else. He, he knows what he's going to do before he receives a pass. And, uh, and it's almost like Austin Matthews. Matthews already knows he has to dribble the puck to the left and then he's going to shoot it to the right back to the right it's like unbelievable yeah and with the with the uh talk of the leafs there pat looks like we might have a a big trade coming up with the leafs nylander's going somewhere yeah i mean they they can still sign them but there's talks that they're looking to deal them i'm sure what's the situation behind that pat you know much about that or not what's what's the situation why he's not uh signed already I, I, I mean, too so much money, long-term yeah. contract. I, I don't know anything. The short-term deal. Yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. I mean, look at the caps, cap space those boys have. They don't have much. Um, I'd have to do some digging to look, but like Mark said, yeah, it's got to be money. Um, I don't know. I think I think he's productive. I tried to get him on there. I'm sure Toronto's trying to ink him in, but. The two, the two just can't meet in the middle on what they're going to ink them in on. So that's why they're like, fuck it. Yeah, like Marner's playing really well for them right now. Um, he's been producing this year. He's been, you know, pretty good player. Obviously, at JT, Austin Matthews, Kadri. I mean, they have some, some power up front. If you look at it from Nylander's perspective, I mean, you put him on the Rangers. I mean, he's going to be the fucking man, right? So you put him on any other team, not a big market team, but any other team, you know, you can throw him out in, uh, you know, Carolina. You can throw him in uh, 
couple other teams, you know, the Panthers or so wherever, and he's going to actually be the star player. He's going to get the money he deserves. And in Toronto, he's not. In Toronto, yeah, he's a good player, but he's going to be bouncing between the second and third line. Um, it's going to top heavy, top heavy there already. Yeah. So I think, I think he kind of, I don't know. It's hard to say. He might want out. Maybe he doesn't get along with the players. There's some high profile players there. And when that happens, sometimes there's not a lot of chatter in the locker room. There's not a lot of, uh, camaraderie, I guess. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens. No doubt. No doubt. What about a little, uh, you guys here? What do you think about the real quick before we go anything about the chiefs? <laughs> on fire. I haven't really been watching them much. I see New York got a win, but the Chiefs are just unreal. I mean, Mahomes is firing that ball down the field like crazy. Unreal, huh? I, they, they just moved the game. You hear they moved the game. They're supposed to play in Mexico City on Monday Night Football this week against the Rams, and they uh-huh. moved the game. They moved. They just moved the game out of Mexico City uh, because the, they're back to LA because the field is in such shit condition. Oh, I really? guess the I guess the caravan walked over it. Oh, the one the Trump uh, Yeah, yeah, the caravan I guess walked over it and they hey. camped out there for a while and then they uh So I saw something fucked it all up. I saw something on ESPN. They asked a question to uh Kansas City fans and it was would you give up Patrick Mahomes for Todd Gurley? Straight Fuck up. No. You'd keep Mahomes? Mahomes is a franchise QB, man. Gurley's, I mean, anybody can get injured, you know what I mean? But Gurley's a running back, short short lifespan. I mean, Mahomes can make that team great for 15, 16, 17 years. You know what I mean? He's 23 years old, you know, a franchise quarterback. So, yeah, hell no. You know, definitely take a guy that has the ball in his hands on every play over a guy that's a running back, And where did in he, my opinion. And where did he play again? College? In college? Texas Tech. Yeah. It's so crazy how players like Mahomes gets looked over and now he's just like crazy popular, and, unreal, on fire, better than like right now he's playing better than Aaron Rodgers and some of these top Ben Roethlisberger and all of these fucking it's crazy. It's crazy, yeah. But he's supposed to be like a third round pick, you know, and then the Chiefs GM Brett Veach or whatever. He's a young guy. He's he's younger than all of us. He's a GM of the Chiefs, and uh, he's he's got a history though of like kind of like locking in on guys and finding talent where other people don't see it. But um, he picked a good one there. Yeah, that's for, that's sure. for sure. Before we wrap it up, Mark, we got to say goodbye to the crooked nose. I think. Huh? Yeah, I don't know what's worse, a crooked nose or a crooked dick, but. <laughs> I got the nose. <laughs> Mark's getting Marky. a little, surge, little surgery tomorrow. Yeah, Mark's going to get the nose, crooked nose fixed, and we might not recognize him. Next time we see him, we might not even recognize him. But no, black eye. We'd all, we'd all like to bid adieu to the, the crooked Mark nose. I like real it. Buddy. It's been a good run, run. Makes you look mean. Probably have a little nasally voice next week during the podcast, that's for sure. Yeah. So just to... Uh, I did catch uh, my two four gear finally. Got my lid and shirt. We got a Zamboni shirt, which is pretty sick. Yeah, I did see you wearing your uh, two four gear the other day. I think I'll rock that at the uh, the surgery for good luck. There you go. There you go. 
check out 24hockey.us, 24hockey.ca. Promotion code, Pat, is? 11BLHC15OFF. That's 11BLHC15OFF. That's 15 off your entire order. So, I mean, they have pretty good gear. Just pick something up and get 15% off. Yeah, Christmas is coming, and if you have any people in your life that like uh, lids and hoodies and shirts and anything hockey gear, they're the place to go and use our promotion code from the Blue Line Hockey Club and get your uh, get your son or your husband a, a gift for Christmas. All right, fellas, it's been a pretty good podcast. Kyle Flanny Flanagan, uh, Senators scout with us tonight. We missed uh, Robbie Pete Peters, our local nerd on staff, is out getting in fights in his men league. So men league, yeah. Hopefully he uh, didn't get his ass kicked. We'll talk about that next week. So get on our Facebook page. Check us out. Check us out on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Retweet our tweets. Get on our website, bluelinehockeycub.com. We got gear, gear. too. Yeah, buy our gear. We also got hats and stuff. And we got toques coming very soon for the winter season. So get on there and check out our podcasts as well as our gear. So until next time, folks, keep your stick on the ice. Tell ya! Keep your head up.